From the capital city, I'm Ken Smith. There was a three-car collision at the intersection of Vanderbilt Road and Egan Drive this afternoon. Jazz Garrett has this report. Assistant Chief Sam Russell with Capital City Fire and Rescue gave News of the North a report about an accident that occurred. Fire Rescue with an update for the vehicle accident that occurred at the intersection of Egan and Vanderbilt at approximately 3 p.m. this afternoon. There were three vehicles involved with that accident. Each had significant damage. Uh, CCFR transported one person with minor injuries. All other people involved declined transport or treatment. Uh, Just want to remind everyone to be careful driving tonight with the high humidity and the cold temperatures. The roads may be deceptively slick, so be careful out there. Abortion and transgender issues are high on the radar of most state legislators throughout the country. Here in Alaska, with a bipartisan supermajority in the Senate and a tight House majority of Republicans, controversial bills on social issues will be a challenge to pass. Alaska State Senator Jesse Keel, Democrat from Juneau, is entering his third term as state senator. This year, he is also a member of the 17-person Senate supermajority. He spoke to News of the North addressing first the abortion issue that the state faces. Alaska's constitution uh, has a really strong right to privacy clause. It's, it's explicit. It's much stronger than the federal right to privacy. Uh, and so uh, it really protects Alaska women's right to make their own health care decisions. And so um, any attempts to, to change women's rights to decide their own health care really is going to take a constitutional amendment in Alaska. That takes a supermajority, and I don't see the votes being there for that. In fact, I I think there are 11 or more votes against um, changing our Constitution uh, in ways that would uh, take away some of the right to privacy. The Alaska Supreme Court has ruled that abortion access is protected by the Privacy Clause of the Alaska Constitution, Nonetheless, Keel expects bills to be introduced by legislators both opposed and supportive of abortion rights. I think with 60 legislators, we will see legislation introduced both to expand and to limit abortion rights, both to protect uh, and reduce protections for um, transgender kids in school. Um, and, and there's going to be discussion because Alaskans sent legislators from every part of the political spectrum. But when you look at where most Alaskans are and where most legislators are, I, I don't think those things are going to move very far because I don't, I don't think they have the votes. Heading into the legislative session, Kiel says he has his list of priorities. My top, top priorities um, are going to be, of course, the state budget and our fiscal situation. Um, and then, as in past years, uh, I am really focused on bringing back a real pension for public servants in Alaska, both state and municipal. Um, and because that the lack of that has really been hamstringing us. Um, and, and I think there is more support across the state to bring back a pension than we have seen in a very long time. Kiel is part of the supermajority meeting in Girdwood today and through the week. He says it's a good start for the members to organize before the legislative session begins, and he is hopeful they can accomplish more by working together across party lines. I think this is a really positive thing. You know, uh, you, you can, with, with all nine Democrats and eight of the 11 Republicans getting together and agreeing to put our, our team jerseys aside and just work on the issues, 
I think we're going to be able to do a better job for Alaskans. It, it's hard not to compare that to Washington, D.C., where they can't pick a Speaker of the House right now. Um, I, I think there are enough moderates there that if they put their party affiliations aside, they could get some work done the way the Senate uh, in Alaska is going to do. Um, so we're going to Girdwood um, to get started on the process of setting our priorities uh, as a group and just making sure that uh, we have good relationships and good communications. We will disagree on all kinds of stuff. There are a lot of different viewpoints among the 17 of us. So we're going to try and have good communication and not uh, spring any surprises on each other um, so we can focus on the work. The legislative session begins January 17th right here in Juneau. Eagle Crest announced it's closed today in order to allow its staff a well-deserved day off. The ski area will be back at the base at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning and will return to the regular schedule next week, which is Wednesday through Sunday. Governor Mike Dunleavy has officially declared January 22nd to the 28th to be School Choice Week in Alaska. His proclamation follows a year of school choices expansions across the country and recognizes the role that quality education plays on the future of Alaskan kids. The governor's proclamation highlights the importance of effective education as a key component in preparing children for their future. It also recognizes the contribution and hard work of educators in providing support for the academic success for all Alaskan children. For the week, parents, schools, and other organizers have planned more than 50 activities across the state of Alaska, from in-school activities to a rally in Anchorage, all of which aim to spark conversations about the opportunities parents have or want to have for their children's education. The city and borough of Juneau held a finance meeting last night, the first of the year. Jazz Garrett has more. The first topic on the agenda was the declining workforce in Alaska. City manager Rory Watt says the city needs to work on importing workers and keeping them here. We always are trying to hire police officers. We're always in a deficit. Um, Engineers and architects, really hard to hire. Uh, HR consultants. So with, with, uh, staffing, um, shortages, uh, and shorter tenured employees, we spend a lot more time, um, putting out job notices, interviewing people, hiring people, training people, training new managers on how to be supervisors, right? How are we going to meet the, the needs of the senior, uh, population? We need to like import workers and keep workers and young people desperately uh, as part of that strategy. He presented a stark view on nursing deficits. I don't know if the assembly saw the uh, hospital CEO's report that uh, he emailed out the other day. Um, he had a little nugget in there on the, the fly-in for uh, healthcare uh, people. Uh, and he said by 2030, uh, Alaska is projected to have the biggest nursing deficit in the nation. Uh, we need 7,500 nurses a year in the state, and our schooling systems uh, graduate 800. Watt says it's not just about the economics, but employee needs. So not only do we need to focus on you know the economic side, but we need to really make sure that we're a good employer and that we take care of our employees and we give them good opportunities. Some ways the city is considering increasing workers is maximum flexibility and a sign-on bonus program. Stay tuned to KINY to hear more. 
The size of Alaska's population remained essentially unchanged last year based on population estimates released today by the Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce Development. The state grew by an estimated 451 people. 0.06%, the second consecutive year of small increase. Despite slight overall growth, net migration resulted in a loss of 2,489 people. Alaska has lost more movers than it has gained every year since 2013, but losses slowed during the pandemic. Alaska's 65 and older population grew 5%, and the 18 to 64-year-old group declined by 1%. Alaska's total population is estimated at 736,556. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Ken Smith for News of the North.